Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome. It's Charles Kelly Money Tips bringing you what the budget statement, the autumn budget statement from Jeremy Hunt actually means to you and me. Uh, so today, as you may, may know, that it's the first major speech by Jeremy Hunt, the, the new chancellor. We've had a few chancellors in, in the past few months, of course, uh, one of them being Rishi Sunak, who resigned uh, in, in a sort of bid to, to uh, oust Boris Johnson as, as prime minister. So he, he then was chancellor, there was another chancellor, and one after that, and it just went on and on. But now he is the new chancellor, and I think the main purpose of his budget today, apart from sort of raising taxes and, and clawing back a bit of money, is to, to reassure the markets, right? The markets went crazy during Kwasi Kwarteng's uh, uh, mini-budget, which uh, actually brought him down and brought down Liz Truss' premiership. Her government brought it down because the markets didn't like her and they didn't like quasi uh, he went to new york remember and then he was sent back by who we don't know uh but the markets and the big bankers and the, the people that some say run the world definitely didn't like him now before i go on if you do like this stuff then please share and like it and subscribe and all that sort of stuff put give the thumbs up or the thumbs down make your comments i always like to read them and, and do check out at the end uh, my free training offers to help you get through this economic winter and come out the other end stronger. So help you to thrive, not only, not just survive this, this recession. And the, but the Chancellor has admitted we are in recession. Bank of England said we're in recession. The OBR, the Office for Budget Responsibility, said we're in recession and said that one third of the world is now in recession. One third of the world, right? So that's, that's a, a huge number of countries. I, I want to find those countries that are not in recession, but they're probably not yet in recession. Because if countries like uh, China and, and, and the UK and, and America all have a, a downturn, may not be officially in recession, but if they have a downturn, it does affect the rest of the world. And obviously things like higher energy prices, oil prices, and that sort of affect most countries, unless you're an oil-rich nation like you know the Middle East countries and, and Norway, for instance. But, but everyone else is, is usually affected. So Jeremy Hunt announced a raft of, of, of measures and tax changes, uh, but he also said that they want to stimulate the economy and boasted that we have the biggest pro program of, of public works, you know, HS2 and the new nuclear power station at Sizewell in Suffolk, the biggest program of works for 40 years. So we're still spending money, uh, but we've got to claw back money that we owe uh, because of the events of the last couple of years, which we, we can't mention when, you know, the, the economy was shut down effectively. He said that's all got to be paid for. And of course, Rishi was the guy that gave out all this money. He's the hero. He's, he's Father Christmas. And Jeremy Hunt is the Scrooge, if you like. He's clawing it all back. He's taking that money back. So he's got to be paid for. We need fiscal responsibility. We need to, you know, live within our means and all this sort of stuff. Uh, but, but Rishi was the hero when he was giving out this money and throwing billions around like confetti. 
and and a lot of it which got wasted in fraud. Five, seven billion got wasted in fraud. And, you know, I mean, this furlough scheme was great to let people sit at home and pay employers. But don't tell me that employers were not saying to their, their employees, look, I know you're at home on furlough, but while you're there, can you deal with this and deal with that and, and get on Zoom with me and answer a few emails and, and handle that situation? Of course they were. So that, that's kind of taken advantage of the situation that, that's eventually paid for by the taxpayer. And of course, we knew that tax rises were coming uh, and, and it had to, that's, that's inevitable that tax rises were coming. So a third of the country in recession, that's the reality. So there's never been a better time to get your financial in order, house in order, because at the end of the day, we've got to row around boats. You know, when they go around these TV news channels and they, they interview uh, businesses, they go, oh, I'm in a cafe in Gloucester. I'm in this market in, in London and I'm talking to the market storeholders. What does this mean for you? And of course they say costs have gone up. This has gone up. Meat's gone up. Oil's gone up. Food has gone up by, in some cases, double. But they've just got to get on with it. So when they when you say to them, what do you want from the budget? Well, and what what are we what makes them going to make if I say what we want? Of course, they want to pay lower taxes. They want more government stimulus to to boost the economy. So what are, what are the highlights? I mean, you could read all this on on your websites, on on your news channel, and it'll be all over the news. But I'll give you some of the the, the brief highlights. Um, a cap is in, increased on uh, social rents. Um, this is to, to stop social rents going up by uh, more than inflation. So they've capped that at. Uh, 7% social rent, that will save people a couple of hundred pounds a year. These are people in council houses and, and, and that sort of thing. National living wage increased, help poorer families on universal credit. These are on benefits. The pensions triple lock, which means that uh, the, the, the pensioners will be guaranteed a rate uh, of at, at least the, the cost of living or inflation. That will remain, and that's costing us billions. But I think the government didn't want to upset pensioners, uh, but they're going to get a bit of a pay rise. So not everyone is down on this, but I guess it's this is a question of redistributing things. You give with one hand and take take with with the other. Uh, he wants to bring down the national debt as a percentage of GDP, which is nearly at one hundred percent at the moment uh, over the next five years. So they're building in measures to bring down the national get, debt by perhaps sort of future proofing tax increases. They're 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 putting on tax increases for the future uh, for future governments to bring down the national debt. As, a, as a, a level of GDP. Now, in the last mini budget with Kwasi Kwarteng, there was no plan for that. There was this sort of black hole, if you like, uh, that, that wasn't being dealt with. And that's why the markets were, stu- were, were, were spooked, if you like. And today the markets have reacted favorably. Uh, we saw that bond yields have, have, have come down. So that's good for the government and their borrowing and, and possibly for mortgage interest rates as well. Extra help for energy costs. You know, the, the government is, the country is spending 150 billion a year on, on, on an energy. But the energy uh, caps announced by uh, Liz Trust and, and Kwarteng are, are going to, to be shortened. So, um, you know, we're gonna, we'll have to look at the detail of that. So we may pay more for our energy next year. As I said, new nuclear power station announced at Sizewell, but I don't know how many times I've announced this. I, I announced it a few months ago. So we're, we're, come on, Jeremy, keep up. You know, I've already announced this. I said that Suffolk may be a good place to invest in property because it's been a very depressed area. Surprisingly enough, uh, prices haven't increased much in places like Ipswich, you know, um, which is the major town in, in Suffolk. Uh, reduced higher rate thresholds. Um, th- this is this means that the higher rates uh, of income tax, the 45p, 
would have kicked in at 150,000. He's reducing that to 125,440 pounds, 125,000 pounds effectively, which will mean that those people who are affected by that will pay around 1,200 pounds extra tax. So I don't think that's going to hurt people on 150 grand too much. Yeah. But I think they wanted to show that they could take from the people who could afford it and give to the people who, who least can afford it. Uh, freezing tax-free allowances. Now, this is called fiscal drag. Fiscal drag is not an act that you'll see in a, in a bar. Uh, fiscal drag means that three million people will be brought into the tax thresholds more in, in the next few years. And, and it's just a way of, and also freezing tax allowances means that you'll see more people jump from basic rates of tax up into higher 40p in the pound rates of tax because those thresholds at which you pay the taxes were supposed to go up with inflation. He's freezing those. So they're not putting up taxes because that's that's not part of their manifesto, but they're freezing the allowances. So more people end up paying more tax, if you know what I mean. Uh, we still have quite low tax free allowances in this country. I think up to about twelve and a half thousand, you don't pay any tax. So a lot of people on minimum wage are paying hardly any tax at all. But the people in the middle are the people being squeezed by these these tax changes. Uh, so we'll see a windfall tax on energy companies increase to 35% from 25%. Electric vehicles, all you smug people saying, I don't pay uh, vehicle duty, I don't pay car tax. Well, you are going to start paying car taxes. And but I think more and more people are buying electric cars. So they're losing money on the car tax. Just like when they wanted you to buy more diesel, diesel was cheaper and then they put the tax. Now diesel is more expensive than unleaded. So they, they fiddle around with the duties there. Uh, to take from one hand, give with the other. Uh, OBR expects housing market to slow down. So he announced something about stamp duty, uh, the, the changes that were brought in by the, the last mini budget. I think they're going to shorten the time that they will stay in place. Again, the detail will come out on that. Uh, but the, the Office for Budget Responsibility, the OBR, said officially that the housing market is, is due to slow down. And I was speaking to, to people yesterday that have been investing in property for 20, 30 years. And uh, one, one guy who's been, he used to go to auctions back in, in the, the 2008, 2009, where nobody bid on anything, um, not anything, but there were properties that nobody put any bids up. He sees that coming back again. Big tech companies should pay more tax under a new international agreement. Again, I thought this international agreement was already in place. They've been talking about it for years. But of course, the, the prime minister was at the G20 summit, you know, or the big, the, the big nations that decide for the rest of us, what our life is going to be like in the next few years. Big tech companies should pay more tax. These are the Amazons that base themselves in, in Luxembourg and all that sort of stuff. But a lot of the big tech companies would argue that they employ hundreds of thousands of people in this country and they pay all the taxes and the VATs and they generate a lot of revenue. But the fact that they're based in countries like Luxembourg and Dublin, where there are lower taxes or sometimes no taxes, means that they can avoid billions in tax. It's true, they avoid billions in 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 corporation tax, which, you know, most small businesses have to just pay. Um, review of the workforce participation. We heard that thing, the workforce participa participation. Are you participating in the workforce or are you sitting at home on your backside drawing benefits? That's what he means. Get more people off their asses and into a job. Crack down on benefit fraud. Now, strange enough, I was speaking to a client yesterday who runs a small business in the Midlands and he said, that he didn't have trouble getting staff before. There were always people ringing him up asking for jobs, but now uh, the, the staff are not there. And it's since the you know last couple of years, what happened, you know, when the economy was shut down. Since then, he's found it very difficult to get staff. 
And a lot of companies are saying that. They're, they're not getting people going out to work. It seems like either people are frightened or they've just decided that they like staying at home and they're prepared to live uh, cheaply on benefits or do a bit of, did a bit of work on the side, a bit of cash in the back pocket. Uh, so he's finding it difficult to get staff. And, and now that has been confirmed by the government saying there, there are too many people not participating in the workforce. So they want to get them out and get those back into work. So look, let's get back to, you know, this, this is all nice, this budget. How it affects you or me depends on wh where we are, really. Um, you know, people on more money will pay a bit more tax. Uh, the national living wage is increasing, of course. Pensions are going to be a little bit better off. People in Sizewell or that area might benefit from extra eight, ten thousand 10,000 jobs there. And anyone working on HS2 and all the government programs are, are in work, right? So they are, they are benefiting from this government spending and, and I expect they'll fund that through various bonds and borrowing. Uh, they also talked about green energy and that sort of thing. They're going to, and, and they want, the UK wants to become the world's next Silicon Valley. They're putting money into technology, innovation, and that sort of thing through tax breaks. They've also reduced uh, the duty on a hundred different products that are imported into the UK. And of course they're working on trade agreements uh, with India and America. The Indian trade agreements controversially may be linked to more visas for Indian nationals to come into this country, although I thought India is booming as such. Um, anyway, so that's the, re the reality check is that, you know, a third of the world is in recession and, and, you know, the UK is in recession. The OBR expects low growth in the next few years. Inflation is now 11.1%, by the way. That was announced a few days ago. I didn't say much about that, but that's gone up from 10-ish percent to 11.1. So that's a 10% increase in inflation. So we're still in that situation. And although the RBR says inflation will come down by to 7.4% next year, and, and it will be a negative inflation, will be a negative growth by 2025 based on their predictions, their forecasts. But um, even if inflation comes down from 11% to 7%, how does it really help? It just means that stuff that we buy is not going up by 11% anymore. It's going up by 7%. So it's still going up. And what and the increases that have gone before that are not going to come out, are they? They're not going to come down again. So if you've paid more for your meat and your lamb and your and, and your bread and all that, and so milk, that's gone up already by 11% this year. And next year, it will go up by 7%. So it's still going up, if you know what I mean. And, and it's not going to go down to the previous levels until 2025, when there'll be a bit of negative inflation. But I think the days of cheap this and cheap stuff from China and cheap flights are over for the time being as are low interest rates because this inflation, he said, is the number one enemy, maybe apart from Putin, but inflation is the number one enemy. So what does that mean? And he said that he's confident in the Bank of England to, to bring down inflation to their 2% target. Why 2%? I don't know. What's wrong with 3 or 4% inflation? Anyway, he's putting this in the hands of the Bank of England. So what are they going to do at the next meeting I, th I expect it'll be in the next few weeks. What are they going to do at the next meeting for the, the, the Bank of England uh, Monetary Policy Committee? What do you think they're going to do to combat inflation? The number one enemy. What do you think they're going to do at the next meeting? Yes, comments, comments, letters on the postcard. Of course, they're going to increase interest rates again. That's what I see. Interest rates are predicted to, to go up and peak maybe next year or the year after. But we're in for a rough ride, right? So it's as you're rowing your own boat, it's it's choppy waters, right? So we're in for a rough time. Uh, interest rates could rise again. The UK, do you know how much they're paying on their, and uh, just to service the national debt? Do you know how much they're paying? Not a billion, not two billion, not 10 billion. 
I'll give you a hundred billion a year just in interest. Now we are paying that from our taxes or they're borrowing a bit more because they're still borrowing 177 billion borrowing next year. So they're still borrowing. They're still living on their overdraft and credit card as, as, as taxpayers. We are still living on that. But 100 billion a year to service debt is what? Um, 8 billion a month, a couple of billion a week. I mean, that's 2 billion. That's 2,000 million pounds every week in interest, interest payments on their bonds and bank loans and that sort of thing. So it's still not great news. And as I said, Rishi was the Santa Claus who gave it all away. Jeremy Hunt is the Scrooge who's taken it all back, but he's doing it in a very subtle way by, by these fiscal drags, by freezing thresholds, by future uh, increases in taxes in the future. So they, they want to ensure that they're going to win an election in the next couple of years. So they don't want to inflict too much pain on everybody. They, he's done it in a very subtle way, quite clever, actually. And that's why the markets have reacted quite well. Uh, so let me show you if I can just share my screen and show you what the markets are doing. I'm sorry if you're not watching this on my YouTube channel, Charles Kelly Money Tips. Uh, but I do want to show you this. Uh, I hope you can see that now. There's a picture of him. Uh, millions to pay more in tax. Yeah, three million people more are going to pay more in tax. Energy bills as well. And look at them. They're patting him on the back like a schoolboy, isn't it? Like, oh, well done, Jeremy. Yes, well done. And he's smiling away. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, they say men never grow up. We're always schoolboys at heart. But it's funny, isn't it? They're, they're patting him on the back. Oh, well done, Jeremy. Jeremy, you know. And, and, and it was a good speech. He spoke for like an hour or so. So he did. It, it was quite a, a major speech, actually. It, it wasn't just a short mini budget kind of statement. It was a major sort of statement there. So, yeah, well done. And, and I'll just show you what the markets are doing. FTSE's down a bit, but it's not it's not a major crash, is it? Um, you know, the, the markets are, are, I mean, the Dow Jones, I'm not even sure it's open yet as I record this, but the markets were slightly down all over the world yesterday. But I, I'm still thinking that there's going to be some sort of major kind of crash in, 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 in the next weeks or months. Uh, the pound, US dollar down a little bit there, you know, but, but nothing major. It's not like when the pound was sliding after that that mini budget so yeah okay uh now oil prices this is what i i wonder about because oil price now 80 uh, 90 brent crude oil futures 91 a barrel world trade futures uh there at uh, 91 dollars a barrel now during this energy crisis we heard that um you know oil prices look we saw there that oil prices, let me go back here to if I can show you uh, a three month here, three month where oil prices here were, were peaking at well over $100 a barrel, right? And, and now they've come down, you know, so it, it, I don't see that at the petrol pump. I don't see, I mean, that should be going into the inflation figures uh, already. But, you know, you can see how, how much oil prices were, were up, $130 a barrel. And is as, as February, and that was low uh, before that last year. But it, it's come down, right? It's come down. So it, it does make me wonder why petrol and fuel and, and everything is is still so expensive. So I, I think if I was sitting in front of the the government, I would say, look, oil prices have come down, natural gas prices have come down by two thirds. Why are we still paying so much for our uh, energy and our fuel you know so this is this what, I, what i've got to, got to say here uh this is a serious thing so uh that that's what i i am wondering i think we should we should know 
why it is that we are paying so much for, uh, for, for everything still and why inflation is still going up. So, so check out the, the autumn statement in, in a bit more detail and you can see, I mean, this is just one of the websites of the BBC website, which is quite comprehensive, but you can, you can check on any websites for the, for the details um, of energy bills there. Um, yeah, energy bills to rise to 3,000 a year from, from April. So that, that's quite a serious thing. That's, that's what's really killing a lot of people. And you know, I, I, I would urge you to check out my 21 money-saving tips on, on my YouTube channel. Have a look at that because I gave a lot of tips there. I can even add, add another tip. There's, there's a, an app that's called Too Good To Go, which you can look on that app and find out uh, food that, that um, is, is sold off very cheaply or sometimes almost given away by restaurants and shops. Also do your shopping late at night. Look for those yellow stickers. They're almost giving away food at that point. Take it home, put it in the freezer and, and, and use it, you know, but uh, there are lots of tips in my 21 money tips where you can try and get your house in order. Now, I want to work with also people, not just people who are uh, struggling, but people who want to, to, to move from, from struggle to, to success in, with their money, to grow their wealth. So I, I am trying to work with a small group of people. I've got some spaces opened in my wealth discovery calls, which have proved very, very popular. So if you want to book one of those, check out my link below. And you know, these are for people that, you know, if you're doing very well and you're a multimillionaire and you've got 100 properties, you don't need that. But if you're looking for a way to, to get on that, that ladder or you want to build your wealth or just manage your money, sometimes it's, as one person said to me yesterday, it's coming back to basics and looking at the basics. And one client told me that by, by going through my, my training, he saved £150 a month within a few hours. He said it paid for itself within a couple of hours. Uh, so look, the other thing I just 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 want to say to you today, what they're looking for in this budget statement is stability, right? This this goes around the world. This phrase stability. Who who, who tells them what to say? I wonder who's the puppet master there. Um, stability. So I think the markets you can see have been reassured. And he said that the UK always pays its debts, right? That's a key phrase. It always pays its debts. That's like saying to the markets, we never default on our bond debts. Okay, the Labour government under uh, uh, Jim Callaghan in the 70s did have to go to the IMF uh, once, cap in hand, as Margaret Thatcher always used to remind him. Uh, but in general, countries like the UK, the US are rock solid. So if you own a bond, a US Treasury bond or a gilt, you are guaranteed to get your money back. OK, so that's what he's saying. That's what he wants to reassure. I'd, I'd say it's quite a good speech. Um, it's not going to, he can't, it's not a giveaway budget, but, you know, you've just still got to go and do your work earn your money, manage your money properly and, and keep learning, keep learning, investing in yourself, keep investing in and increasing your knowledge. Then you can get through this recession. As Warren Buffett said, the best investment you can make is actually in yourself. So thanks for listening and have a great day. And I will speak to you again very, very soon. This is Charles Kelly, Money Tips, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest and accumulate more money. Thanks a lot. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 